You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy is Dominican, you know, Vladimir Camayo. My cool man from the county of D, Ali Muhammad. One, two, one, two. Yeah, we back in the conversation. It's your man, Damian Lemon, on my right-hand side. Vladimir Camano. Yeah, yeah. On the left, we got... Ali Muhammad in the building. There we go, man. We in the conversation, man. So what's popping? What's going on? How we doing? Man, well, listen, man. What's going on is the thing. Uh, yeah. It's a lot going on. A lot going Where? on. A lot going on out here in these streets, man. What's going on? What's up? You already know, man. They shooting people. Yeah, people. like it's legal. Like it, like it ain't nothing. Like it is illegal. <laughs> like nothing. Shit, you know. They burning shit down up there in, in Ferguson, Missouri. It's a riot, yeah, right? I'm yeah, man. They tear shit up. That is so. Why don't we um for the people that don't know exactly what you know what's going on in Ferguson, who got shot? Why don't we we give a little a bit of a a recap on this news that just developed. Well, Vlad, you got that? Um, Break it down. We could go around. I mean, I don't, I don't, there's a couple of things going on. One is, uh, this feels like it's, for me, it feels like it's death week. Really? Robin Williams passed away yesterday. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Brown, um, what happened? I saw you pointing out Lee. Nah, I was looking at how you was. Nah, I'm tripping. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. So, I mean, I, I don't know if we should go into the specific details. I feel like people can get that elsewhere. We should talk about our reactions to it. Mike well, Brown got shot. I think we should get a little bit just to yeah, explain what who, a young black who Mike man, Brown, what happened with the young, deal. A young black man was shot um, by a police officer. Um, he was unarmed. Um, and they have not named the police officer that shot him as of yet. Really? They haven't even named him yet. Nah, they, they haven't done that. They haven't done that yet. Right. Um, and this is following another, you know, another, um, I don't know what age, but another gentleman that got shot. Um, I think it was la- last week. Um, I'm trying to find the brother's name. Uh, John Crawford. At Walmart? At the Walmart. Yeah. Uh, he was holding a toy gun. Right. Um, and he got shot. Um, so, and then obviously we're talking about, you know, Trayvon Martin. We're talking about Eric Gardner, who got choked by the police a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. And there's rioting right now as we speak. I just is like, there? There's some rioting in Ferguson? Yeah, yeah man. There's rioting out there, dude. Uh, they tear shit up. Okay. That's good to hear. That's good. To, <laughs> not that it's good. I mean, that there's good. Listen, there's some type of uh, response going on. Well, 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 listen. It's like this, man. You know, um, like you said, you know, the cat was unarmed. They, you know... They they said that you know the police was called by the quick time and um, they was in the quick time and supposedly stole a cigar. This is the uh, Mike Brown, right? Mike case. Brown, okay, Ferguson. Yeah. So he supposedly stole um, a cigar, or whatever. Police rolled up. You know they got it. You know he told him. According to the guy who was with Mike, uh, get the fuck on the sidewalk, and then everything went kind of crazy. Went south from there. Mm. And you know, boom! According to the witnesses, Mike Brown, you know, he he fired a shot, warning shot. He ran, and um, 
Oh, so Mike Brown ran. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. This is according to the witness. Okay. And when he fired the second shot, he put his hands in the air. And uh, and after his hands was in the air, he shot him another seven times or some shit like that. Wow. So he there was a one warning shot. Mike Brown ran, stopped. Put his hands up. There was uh, this is after the second shot with right. two warning shots. I mean, something like that. Now, these are not real specific facts. Okay. This is just you know according to witnesses. And then seven times hitting him seven right. times. He got shot ten times. Damn. Ah oh, shit, man, that's fucking crazy. So, you know, was it on film? Like so, no. Well, somebody. Well, it's somebody that that said that ABC reported that. There is someone who had the incident on videotape, and they've turned the, um, the phone over to the authorities or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it, it should be some stuff. It should be some dash cam stuff if it was operational. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But you know how that goes in these kind of situations. It's sad, too, because he was supposed to start college yesterday. Yeah. On Monday. Ain't that a bitch? So, I think he was 18 years old. He was 18. So, you know, like you said, you know, the people are angry. And they want answers, and they want to know why this keep happening. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, it's it's like that. I feel like it's going to have to be. I mean, I you know, and it's going to take some time. We had this conversation offline, but I think that uh, it's gonna it's gonna come to a head to where it's going to have to be some bloodshed on both sides, damn near, for things to change, or at least threat of that type of shit. You know, because you can't just keep killing kids killing people and it's no recourse on that shit you know like if they if if you keep killing young kids and nothing happens from that it's basically like saying you are it's legal it's okay to kill these young kids these young black children right so now if i know that i can't win my battle in the courtroom you know if put in a situation to where there may be a threat on my life, which I'm just doing some regular shit. It seems like that seems to be threatening now. Or well, some petty shit. Some yeah, who, just who, who knew petty petty theft was the capital. Uh, of yeah, theft. you're not gonna you know you shouldn't get shot for even if you did steal a cigar from a store. That that's the last thing that you should expect as the penalty <laughs> for boosting it. Shit can't cost no more than two three dollars. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So are we headed in a way where People are gonna have to be like, well, listen, it's about who draws first, you know? Are we? Do you? Do, how do you? How do you tell young kids that are, have to go out and make a life into the world? How do you? How do you protect yourself? Or how do? You, especially when you when you're doing what should be done. When you when you're clearly, if this is true, if you're clearly, you got your hands raised high in the surrender position, mm-hmm. yet you are still shot multiple times after that. This shit is crazy. It's gonna something. Something has that, and 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 this is and it's happening, and but you know that's the reaction. You know what I mean? That's the reaction, the angry reaction. Yeah. And you know, I think you know moving forward, you know, you got you know, Reverend Al, he's over there right now. Yeah. Uh, Crump, who was the lawyer on for the Trayvon Martin family, he's on on the ground over there. Uh. But you know what I'm saying. I think that's just your first your first course of of settle settling things down and getting the family situated to prepare for the the uh, you know the long drawn out yeah legal process. But you know further further than that, I think you know there needs to be more a new vision. You know what I'm saying. Just uh-huh. in general across the board for for you know 
the black community and we can't just keep reacting yeah because the reaction is it leads to the same results we keep doing the same thing it's 1960 what you know what I'm saying 1980s 1990s in la mm-hmm. yeah man we keep getting the same result i i also think man that there's uh something's got to be done about the perception of young black teenagers in america like i think you know there's definitely there's instinct i mean i'm not a cop you know and i understand that when you're on the when you're on the field you you have instinct right but part of me is struggling with the fact that like are they also dealing with just stereotypes of young black men you know i mean that also that plays into it you can you can even see even if you if you looking like I'm in bed style and you looking at the police looking at you now today, it's a different look than it was two days ago, three days ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's it's a collective it's a collective thought that's going on right now. Mm. Because I don't know what they're being briefed or, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely a different stare down than it was last week. Cause you know, there's a brother in the post he was talking about that, the Washington Post about the stereotypes of young black men. I don't know, I just feel like uh we need more um, positive, just images of young black teenagers doing their thing, man. Like I feel like they they all they all stereotyped to be gangsters and violent, and I don't want to shout out World Star, but like, you know, I feel like there's so much of just negativity around young black teenagers in the media. I mean, even the even the photo that the media was using for for my, for, for the for the kid, you know, right, which started a, a trend on on social media. If I was to die, this would be the photo they right. used. Whereas they'll show the photo you looking threatening rather than a photo of you at your graduation and such. But what I want to ask you, Ali, because you just said something mm-hmm. uh, interesting. You said the stare down that you get from the cops now is different from what it was two days ago. What is the difference, and what is that stare that you get? Well, I mean, like I said, it seems like it's a little more tense, you know, because, of course, you got Eric Garner, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You got this this riot going on that they're, the media is really suppressing, but social media is really picked up. So it's, it's almost like, you know, um, if you if you if you were if you play football, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying even if that wasn't your game and it was a crazy ass game going on, you know, you, you get into it. And I'm not sure if that's the case, but it just feels a whole lot different when when you get, you know, just the hard look, you know what I mean? It's not the the typical, okay, sweeping, all right, and he ain't got, he ain't about doing nothing, you know what I'm saying? And then the hard, like, I wish you would type of look. Try me, nigga. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I wish your motherfucking ass would. <laughs> I'm going to get off. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. Don't worry, worry about, about yourself. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shit that fucks with me. It's just the you know that part of it. But on the other side, devil's advocate is in our society, in black culture, are we celebrating and glorifying criminal culture, thug culture? It's sexy. What you mean? Are we? We as black, we as black culture, as black people, like as the hip hop uh, generation, as this generation, and even younger, like some of the shit that we we like. We uh, use as selling tools. Mm-hmm. It's it, a lot of that shit is inherently criminal. Okay, you know like what I'm what? saying? Like what? Yeah, like what? Shit, nigga. talk about it. Talk Young about nigga, it. move that dope. Right. Or uh, nigga, um, if you ain't about that murder gang, then pussy nigga, shut up. Like okay, all right. of that crazy shit. Now, obviously, obviously, it's entertainment. You know. Mm-hmm. But entertainment without perspective or context, or entertainment without a balance, or you know what I mean, and, like and, and who 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 makes that balance? 
I, I, you, know what I'm saying? you know what I mean? I you don't think, know. You think all hip hop is only hip hop records that's moving dope and shooting niggas? I'm not saying that, but let's. But, but let's, the whoa, records, whoa, 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 whoa. the records on the radio is that. All right, then. All of them. But, then, and we, but we who talk, puts the records on the radio, man? Come on, dog. I'm not. It ain't. It ain't dude, just. I'm it ain't not, just hip hop. That's 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 creating the perception. You know what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of hip hop cats who not who not doing that. There's eras in hip hop, plenty of eras before this era where there was a mix of music. It wasn't just all criminal culture on the radio. I'm just asking the question. I'm not. I'm asking. playing devil's advocate. Is there not? A glo- do you not feel of like course it is. criminal culture is not even it, more glorified than it has been in the last late of, of course to, Okay then. Because that's, the, that's prolifer- the But the p- p- proliferation of the amount of criminal content has nothing to do with the culture itself. Explain that. What do you mean? We don't have it. Like I said, man, there's plenty of rap. There's plenty of, of poets, plenty of entertainment that's not gangster. I, well, now, if you listen to the, the 10 songs that they play on the radio, yeah. 10 of them is gangster. Okay. So somewhere along the pipeline, there you can't you if you made a, a, a record, uh-huh. you can't just walk it to Hot 97 and put it on the air. Okay. There is a go-between. There is a system in place that how those records get on the station. Yeah, but there's accountability on both sides. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that. That's all I'm saying. Is it got, I'm saying it's, that the culture is not the sum of what's on the radio. I'm not talking about and, just the radio. I'm just asking you. I asked you, do we not glor- is it criminal culture not being glorified right now? In, in music On and, the radio and, and off the radio The answer is yes Alright that's I mean that's what I'm saying I'm just looking at Everything I'm looking okay. at What we well, can do look On at, our side let's too Let's look at the programming Let's look at the programming right, But it's not just About the programming I'm not saying it it's is not It's just not about just about What you're saying I'm just saying Let's what look about, at Let's look at that saying? part What do you hear let's me saying Because you said what, the, what do you hear me saying I'm hearing you saying That, that there's a, a element Of hip hop culture That glorifies Criminal content Okay And I said yes Okay, and I'm saying that there's an element of programming that exists that that helps that feed that. that. And I don't, you know dis- I, I don't discount that. And that's that's all I'm saying. All right. Well, and that what my point is, there has to be accountability on all sides. And who holds the who holds the, the everybody? All, accountable? I mean, we all we all have to be accountable for shit. Whoever you could, whoever you could touch, whoever you could influence, if that's people in your community, if that's your children, if that's whatever. There needs to be a bigger dialogue. There obviously needs to be shit in order to do. Like when you think about this, this is the thing about when things are unified, right? When shit is unified. I mean, the police, right? The police are unified on a certain level. After something like this happens, the Eric Garner situation happens, I'm sure that these cops are briefed. There is some type of protocol. The Listen, PR, this is yeah. what it's going to, not even just the PR, but this is what this is how we're going to move thus forward. You know what I mean? This is based on this, based on that. I feel like where's the conversation on our side where it's like, okay, what is now the new protocol? Because shit is changing and and we got to figure out what we need to do to either combat that, to expand the dialogue or something. Something new has to be done. And where does that conversation start? Now, obviously, if you work for the police. You go see your captain or whatever at this precinct, and there's a, a collective meeting. What happens on the other side? Well, there's no. We, we, we don't, I mean, aside from like, you mean like, what institutions do we have in place to combat these things? Or what institutions do we need to create to combat these things? We got. I mean, you got churches, you have schools, you have community centers. Um, I think teenagers got to step up to the plate too, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Senior just got to step Adults. up and and I mean Ali, you're a dad. Did you talk to your kids about this at all? Did, My did, kids on they are on vacation. They're away from me right now. Okay. Um. My, you know, my, my, my lady's an educator, so we come up with this conversation all the time. It's like, it's just that perception. Like, young black men draw fear in certain people. Mm-hmm. And they get tricked. They get, not to get trigger happy, but they, they just don't, they, they, they respond with, um, with just, I don't know what the word is, but just straight, like, they don't, they're not thinking consciously about the target, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, I used to work with youth, and I'm, I'm from the South Bronx. Like, just the, it's just a level of like you see a young black man, and the first thing you think is fear. That's the, to me, it's like that image has to be has to be um, eliminated. But uh, the other thing too is I, th- I think people in power have a vested interest in keeping us keeping perceiving us that way. Yeah, because I, ra- because rather than investing in resources that uh, assist us in the community, education, you know, housing, um, they have a vested interest in keeping this perception about us. That we're, we're savages, we're animals, we're we're criminals. Uh, we got to keep them away. We got to keep them in these areas, keep them secluded, and treat them, and you know, and profile them wherever we see them. And keep them in the in prison industrial complex. There's yeah. there's a vested interest in keeping that perception about us. Yeah. No doubt. Somebody got to feed the beast. So then there's got to be some type of counter program, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? On a collect on a on a on a maybe a holistic level, on a collective level in the community. You know what I mean? It might start grassroots, but it has to grow. I would I would hope. You know, and I, I mean, that's my hope. I wonder if that could even be done. You know what I mean? Like, whereas we have an agenda as as black America, you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, okay, so this is a crisis. What can we do moving forward? You know, obviously there's certain things, you know, there's certain things where the shit is flat out fucked up. You know, if the kid put his hands up and he gets shot multiple times, that's fucked up, you know. But even even beyond just that moment of where the, the you know, the, the victim is drawn on and killed before that, you know what I mean? Just before that, how are we moving in society, how are we position in society, how are we exercising our power? How are we how are we reaffirming as a society that we have power that I sometimes think that we neglect? I think also the conversation is so uncomfortable on so many levels. I mean, just to highlight the example, like, we're talking about it, and this is great, and we're trying to figure things out, but the conversation on the level that Ali was talking about with mm-hmm. who's choosing the programming, for them, the conversation is difficult. And I'll give an example I'm talking about. I'm watching the news, Good Morning, I think it was Good Morning America, and they must have spent about, their, you know, the whole show on Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And I'm not against that. I love Robin. I'm a huge fan, and we'll get we didn't say that in a minute, but it was like, it was so much easier for them to talk about Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And they literally took like a 20-second chunk to talk about the riots. Mm-hmm. There's people rioting in a, in a city. going, you know, they're, they're rioting in a city, and you're just going to glance over it, just skip over it. Right. But you're going to spend a whole show talking about, because and, it's so much easier to, do, to talk about the other and, stuff. But at the same time, they're blacking out the media in that city. They're, they're creating barriers where media cannot come in a certain space. They're tear gassing the mm-hmm. media as well. Mm-hmm. They, it's a, FAA has a no-fly zone over that area. So guess what? No, they're saying is be, be, to maintain the safety of the situation, but that means no no um, news helicopters can come through. So you got no information coming out of that? Yeah, I got no information. And this has happened before. This happened in New York, in, um, East, in, um, in East Flatbush last year when they started the riot over there. And they, they, they secured the perimeter and... No cameras was allowed, and nothing could fly by. Yeah. I mean, they had, obviously, 
if they didn't have it then, they enacted a, a process to shut shit down. And that you know they, what I'm saying? they call that martial law. And that's that's a problem that's bigger than just black community. That's an American problem. Because if they come in and shut the whole shit down and, and your rights no longer exist, then that's that shit is fucked up. So I'm saying the conversation is hard, even for those channels that Ali was talking about. Like, just talking about it is difficult for people on that level because yeah. nobody wants to take a side on it. No, nah, no doubt. But it yeah. is what it is. It's there, and the conversation is happening with or without, you know, mainstream, with or without leadership, with or without vision. You know, I'm not trying to police nobody's emotions. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just saying, like, it's just it's interesting when you see that level of coverage and the nuances of it. Because I can't tell you who to mourn. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what you, what you mean? Well, you know, people on Facebook, like it's just like Robin Williams. Everybody went crazy over that, and then like, it was like mm-hmm. small little glimpses of Mike of you know. Yeah, well, Robin Williams is known. There's no shorthand. There's no. You don't have to do the knowledge on Robin Williams. You probably seen a bunch of his movies. You probably know he's ubiquitous at this point, or he was. You know, Mike Brown. You might have to really Google. You know what I mean? And find out. You know, because there's a lot of stuff that I'm seeing, like, people are hashtagging Ferguson, and it's no real context to it. So you got to, okay, re- you got to research what the hashtag, you know, and a lot of motherfuckers don't want to really work, you know? But Robin Williams died, oh, shit. Damn, that's Mr. Outfire. Or that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Good. You know, I know there's an immediate connection. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's so, damn near visceral at that point. Not to put one person's life yeah, among you, you the can, other. Yeah, you can't police how people feel you about know, things, but, but it's just it's, interesting how. You, but you can influence how people feel Oh, if, about you things. can absolutely influence. You yeah. can absolutely influence. If you, if you put some shit on the news for, for, for six hours out of the day, people are going to try to know more about it. People are going to talk about that. What I would tell y'all to do is to go check out more about the Ferguson situation. Get informed. Go online. You know, there's a, there's an interesting article. I think it's in the in the L.A. Times that kind of gives you a bit of uh, everything that's going on. Uh, you know, but just just try to get informed. I mean, we dedicated 20 minutes to it. You know, I think that uh, I think this conversation has to keep going on. You know what I mean? I think that we gotta figure it, we gotta figure well, something yeah, out. It, it, on our part, it's not about time and how much time we dedicated to it or not. It's it's our collective conscious as a group right here. But yeah, but I'm saying, but bringing it to the forefront, like you said, Robin Williams was what was talked about all day. Some all people day. might not even know the entire story about the Ferguson shit. So the fact that we're talking about it will hopefully. Uh, Maybe you know put you in the in the mindset of let me find out a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is the first time you hearing about this. You'd be surprised how many people have not heard about this shit, especially if there's a media blackout and then there's not much coverage going on on the national media side. You know what I'm saying? They may not know about it. So the fact that you hearing a little bit about this now, and if you want to find out more, go get informed and keep this shit going. Yeah, it's a rough one, man. It's a rough one. You know, get informed about Kendrick Johnson as well, and get informed about you know. There's a bunch of people that have that have fell victim to you know just just horrible events. You know, whether police killing this person or you know just suspect killings. You know, cold I cases mean, that are just left to. It's funny because I was hanging out with my girl's family, and uh, my girl my girl has a brother, right, and. Her mom was telling her brother, "Don't ever run in public." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a black he's a he's a black man. He's like twenty two, and that was her advice to him growing up. He's like, "Don't run in public." Mm-hmm. 
you start running in public and the cops are around, they think you're doing something. Like, <laughs> no, it's you know, it's to that level where, like, I feel like young black men are kind of looking at this, like, you know, how do I behave in public now? Hey, taught uh, to be oppressed. Yeah, and that's that's that's, that's slavery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a it was a, a girl on um, Twitter last week before this happened was saying that that you know black guys should you know operate in fear around the police. They should fear the police and to you know because it could save their life. And I I don't agree with that shit because it's not about fear at that at that point. It's about managing yourself. It's about managing the situation. It's about navigating that. And the same with with Trayvon and George Zimmerman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's you you come into a conflict situation. It's how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. And and I think you know <clears throat> with so much pressure and so much so much influence and so much fear that's being tossed into the match. You know, it, it's confusing how to react in those situations. So, you know, like like the old the old heads used to say, you know, knowledge of self, man, and, and being able to control yourself, that's going to be the most important thing to us. And that's not fear. That's more confidence. Yeah, fear is when you, you, you typically yeah, you gotta, you afraid gotta, you gotta, you gotta when you don't know there. what you're going to do, when you don't know what move to make or you, you're overwhelmed by your, your situation or – you're intimidated by the situation, but if you are informed and you got something to, you know, if you have some type of protocol beforehand, this is how you should conduct yourself in this situation, it helps a lot better. No doubt. And then also times, I mean, we also got to talk about, or, I mean, the fear, or as it's, it's, it's being termed sometimes, the fear of the officer or the person of the George Zimmerman in that case. This person's fear made him feel threatened to the point where he felt like he had to stand his ground and and kill an unarmed child. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's not that's my thing. Like that becomes a way you could get off. You say I was scared. You know what I'm saying? I was scared. You see, this, this, this nigga looked like one of them niggas I seen on BET. You know what I mean? I was afraid for my life. I'm trying to think of a situation where a teenager shot a cop and killed a cop. I'm, tr- I try, I'm trying to find one Tupac. Doc- <laughs> And they just talk about Tupac like fucking like a myth like that's mythology when they talk about Tupac shooting at the cops. Tupac. They be like, Pac did it? <laughs> Pac did it? But you know, I think on a certain level Violence begets violence. And I don't wanna put this shit out there, but you know, there things are things are not changed always in the most uh, genteel manner Like revolution doesn't always come With just a handshake You know what I'm saying It's typically some 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 blood being spilt You know It's people being uncomfortable for a while It's, it's fucked up Like you know if, if control changes hands It typically wasn't willing right. You know it was, it was some real shit So I think at some point Things might get realer yeah, and 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 really, the, and and it's crazy because the fight ain't about control at this point. It's not even about that. It's about leveling this shit out, even yeah. it out. Like, okay, just the basic ass fundamental respect. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it's all about. And even in in Ferguson, they got a video of one of the responding officers calling the people animals. You fucking animals. Mm. On video. I mean, that shit don't surprise me. If, but it's, if it's not, not, not even shooting not even, a, uh, innocent man multiple times, not, then I'm not surprised. Not even that that's surprising. It's not surprising, but it's one, it's appalling. And two, 
it's it's not getting no burn and and people want to they yeah break that shit down all the way down to how did he respond to the officer how did he mm-hmm. what did he do you know what i'm saying he he stole a lot of that quick time he stole that cigar he was selling cigarettes you know what i'm saying they're gonna break it down to that but at the same time they you what's overlooked is the overall disrespect that puts these situations at a at a place of tension Absolutely. And then even at the level of policy, too, like what policies are being enacted, you know, it's policy, it's education, because teachers come in the same in the classroom, the same way everybody else looking at these kids in a certain way. I think I'm gonna go home and watch The Wire again. You know, so it's overall, it's changing the conversation around us. (laughs) <laughs> the way you said that was I mean yeah I mean, I, mean, Shit, nigga, I feel like we gotta put on Some Harold Melvin after yeah. that it's, it's been a rough week man So then guys I mean also Let's talk about Robin Williams I'm sure you guys saw the news About that too About yeah. what? As people of color Robin Williams uh-huh. What was your experience to, to that You know As uh, people of color As a person I'm not gonna say As people of color Well I think it matters As a person of color this, no, this, this value, Yeah man. yeah though oh, wow. wow It shows how Like how cross The board he was Like I'm a little You know I'm a Grown up in the South Bronx Latino kid My family's fall Speaking Spanish and this dude was killing in my house. My mother knew Robin Williams. You know yeah, what I mean? like, but I don't, I don't want to. I, I would. I don't want to marginalize what I do and how I live my life based on as people of color. Like as people of color, how did I respond to Robin Williams? That's like, nah. As a person, as a dude, as who grew I don't up know, man. In this generation, how did you respond to Robin Williams? Robin Williams was a motherfucker. I just look at the it's room. There's three people of color here. I feel like we have we have a unique perspective to offer the media. For the most part, mostly white. They talking about it. I feel like we in this room. We got a certain background to come from that we could chat about it. Eh. Mm. I mean, nah, I don't. I mean, I just I don't think that needs to have that filter on it. We could just like Robin Williams as motherfuckers, as as regular people. That's just you know. The reason I bring it up is for the what? following reason: Go Robin ahead. Williams was a funny dude, and I enjoyed him. Okay, but he was a complex character for me as a person of color because he, as you know, he was zany. He was out there. He was manic. Yeah. So as much as he was a comedic inspiration to me, I remember getting into comedy and thinking I can't be that manic. I can celebrate this dude, but I can't be this manic because as a person of color, there's always the second thought: Am I cooning up here? But that's what you putting on it. So that's what you putting on it, though. That's why I say these conversations revolve from a certain perspective. Like I get it, he was great, but you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like you can't take out the fact that I'm Latino from the fact from the way I see the situation. Yeah, but look at John Leguizamo. Right. He's zany and out there, and he is Latino. I don't think he's as zany as Jim Carrey or uh, Robin Williams. Wait, is he not zany? Not like them. T- tell me one instance where, where John Leguizamo got freaked out without context. Got freaked out without context? Just started context. acting absurd without context. I don't even know what that means. For example, J- example. Jim Craig could talk out the ass in the scene and shit is hilarious. Okay. You start doing that shit in public and people go, yo, you got it's like... It's a movie. It's a movie. But that's it's my not point, though. You it's, watch John's work. There's context not, for everything. No, but that's not out of context. That's in the context of a movie. He's a weirdo. That's Ace Ventura. He turned around and did that. I will ask you this, Damon. When you're on stage, I don't want to speak for you. Uh-huh. Do you find that there's a double consciousness in your head about how you're no. behaving in front of people? Not at all. No, it ain't, I don't let it rule what okay. I do. Okay. I don't let that shit rule what I do. Nah. That's different. That's different from saying though you don't think about it though. I don't. But I don't saying, let that. Saying you no, don't let no, it no, rule. I don't let that be my first. But it's thought. there. It could be it's there. It's there. Okay. It could be there. But my point is this: you have this. You only. You're putting these. You're putting that on yourself. 
when you say, damn, I was inspired. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Damn, I'm inspired by how free, basically, let's not call it zany or whatever, how free creatively this white man could be. However, due to the fact that I'm Dominican from the Bronx, I cannot have that same freedom. You are choosing and to say nobody disagree. told, but this nobody disagree. told this you. I disagree, though. Go ahead. When you got a young black man getting shot in public for the way he looks or the way he perceived the way he is, race matters in perception. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's, it's, it's out there. I'm not saying it's, it's the reality, but the shit is out there. And right. I get perceived all the time by what I look like or how I'm performing. But do you understand that you can't control how you're perceived by someone else? You know you cannot control that. You could do the best you can, but you cannot control how someone else perceives you. So you I, do understand I that. I bring that to the Robin Williams conversation because for me, that was the impact he had on me. He was celebrated. I loved I him. I, I get him. And he was a comedic inspiration. But at the same time, he was complicated for me because like... This man has this freedom, and then as a comedic person, I'm like, can I enact the same level of freedom for myself? So, in what part of your life do you feel like you have the most freedom to be who you want to be? At a certain point, to to your point, you got to go with the, you got to go with the reality that like I got to do what I do, and people are going to perceive what they're going to perceive. But to believe that th- that that perceptions don't exist to me is a problem. Like that people are looking at me a certain way. Yeah, I, and that, and you you know that. Yeah, and and you have to you have to navigate that accordingly. Absolutely, but you don't let it stifle you, right? I mean, you let them do that. If they, you let that stifle you, they motherfuckers won, and they didn't even have to. They didn't even have to work for it. They, you. They did didn't the even work say for nothing. them. Because I can't tell you how many times, dude. Like for example, look at a guy like Tracy Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been in so many rooms. Tracy Morgan has a level of freedom in his act that people that I love, mm-hmm. and among people of color, the conversation fluctuates between freedom. And he's being a fool. Uh-huh. Right. And I just feel like it could be just me. I'm taking a risk out there. I feel like sometimes white comics don't get that perception. I mean, that's just because you're not white. There's, there's probably some white people like, yeah, he's a fool. Yeah, they probably had that I conversation. Don't, I don't, we don't fuck know. We're with him because he's, he's, he's a fool. So, you, you know, you can't really say what the perception is on him. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't all gravy for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... You you know wherever you go you're gonna get whatever perception you're gonna get no matter who you are you know what I'm saying if you if you a, a white guy hipster you're gonna have a certain perception if you white guy trailer park it's gonna be a different perception you know what I'm saying you don't know how that guys feel that's that's marginalized on the white side of the fence because that's not you that's not your experience I say all this to say because we could sit here and talk about how great Robin was but I feel like everybody's doing that. Everybody's yeah, I mean, doing that So I just wanted to bring Something a, different I mean, That's a testament To his Yeah his but career, if people, you, know, you listen to this podcast I want you guys To get something different Like he was complicated For me in that regard But that But the, I, I would say Just as so? a Just as Just to delineate I wouldn't For myself For you it's different But for myself I wouldn't I don't look at His death And how I re, How I respond to his death As a person of color like I just don't. I don't. I don't really even look at many of the people that I, unless they deal with race, like head on in a way that it becomes a a big portion of their act or what they bring about, where it becomes part of their conversation. I don't really look at them as a per. Like I wouldn't look at. I don't look at Will Ferrell and be like, if Will Ferrell, you know, damn, Will Ferrell's career is pretty interesting. As a person of color, this is how I see Will Ferrell's career. No, just as a fan of comedy. See, this is why that Mike Brown should affect me so much. Because it was like, more and more, as I look at the world, I can't discount where I'm from as I'm looking at it. Like, mm-hmm. this this thing about how, like, I got to look at this shit just as a human being. To me, I'm getting out of that. 
Mm-hmm. Because race matters. Like I'm not saying race doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, when I look at things, I got to take a step back and go, how am I seeing this from my experience? Like, I could, I could, I could look at this from what, how everybody's talking about it. But from my shoes and my history and my background, my makeup, my biography, mm-hmm. how does this relate to me? And that's what everybody's doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you're definitely going to filter it through your own experience. Right. And, and in, in my own experience, that filter is how I get paid. That's, that's how people, that's, that's my value. That's what I bring to the table is the understanding from a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, in most most scenarios when, when I'm working, I'm the only black guy in the zip code. You understand? But, and I know everybody's looking at me and I know there's a certain thing that they're looking at and who's this guy and where, they, where the hell he came from. You know what I'm saying? I know that. You know what I'm saying? But I use that to my advantage because I know I have the room's attention and I show them what I do. And by lunchtime, it's a whole nother conversation. They want to know, well, shit, how the fuck you get to be so free right. to even be here and, and cross all the lines that we're not even crossing? You know what I'm saying? So it's a, you, you just got to use it to your advantage. Yeah, you know people going to look. You know people going to judge, and you know they're going to think a certain way. You use that to, to, one, fuck their head all the way up. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? You understand? And then you you once you've once you've you know what I'm saying opened up the conversation now you could take it where you want and now it's a different kind of playing field it's a different level it's a human to human respect after that because once you tap into the humanness of the situation that's all that's left. Yeah, I don't know. I just got I got a little uptight. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. I got a little uptight. You might get fucked around and get shot out here. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn how to navigate that. Because that's that's to me that, that's why we're talking down on Robin Williams around a lot of white folks. <laughs> I know, I know. But to me, to me, that to me, had that shit. To me, that that was the value to do. That's why I was. That's why I brought that up. Because I remember being in my house and it was just like full of merengue music and we watched Cantin Fly. We watched like Salvador Gigante. And then for this dude to break into my home and actually make me laugh, like for me, like the fact that I was Latino influenced the way I perceived Robin Williams. Because I was like, this dude made me laugh and he wasn't even a part of my. Mm-hmm. My cultural setting, you know what I mean. So like, do you feel some type of way being inspired by him? It just made me realize that on on a certain level, like mannerisms are funny. The way you look, the way you act, the way you move your body, mm-hmm. like the way you respond to a situation, like outside of cultural bodies, like that, it's just funny. You know, right. so I'm a huge fan of also like Mr. Bean. You know what I mean? Just right. like body language, like. But to me, that was it's, for me. That's what Robin was so big to me because like this dude broke into my. He had my mother laughing. Right. My mother didn't know what he was talking about in some of the scenes, and she would laugh at this dude. So that's why I said the whole. Pr- I mean, I shouldn't have maybe put it across the board, but people of color. But for me, that's why he was so impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why was he impactful to you? I, I just like the fact that uh, one, he was funny. He was funny. He was. It's funny with Robin Williams. I'll be honest with you. I liked him a lot, but I had I had to deal with Robin Williams in doses because sometimes he could be a lot. Right. It could be mm-hmm. a lot. He was all he would go balls to the wall, like go all the way out. The thing about Robin Williams was he could make the entire room uncomfortable because it was like you didn't know what he was gonna do next. Like his whole energy was was volatile and was all over the place. But it was it was also well landed. Like for the most part, like he would go on these crazy little runs and do all this manic shit on stage and you like, yo, what's going on? And then it would kinda spin into something that would sum it all the way up. You know what I mean? And then beyond that, outside of just him 
comedically as an actor, he was fucking phenomenal. And he could do, he could do, you know, he could do, a, he could kill in a, you know, in a role like Miss Doubtfire and Kill and, and Goodwill Hunting. And like he had a hellified range. Like I look at him, this is, I think this is what I probably pull from Robin Williams' career. He may have started in stand-up, and he paid his dues. He was in, I mean, he was, you know, in the stand-up game for a while, in the comedy game, but he he exploited every opportunity that was in front of him. You know, he had a huge career, and it, it was expansive. And, I mean, he was shit. He was, he was fucking iconic. You know, he's been around 30-plus years doing comedy, you know, and uh, shit, he's, it's a loss. It's a loss. He's one of the, he was one of the big dogs. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you like, you can't help but be affected by his shit because he did so much. You know, it was, it was, it was ubiquitous. He was one of those people that that shit. He blew up in the mainstream. He was mainstream. I remember when Miss Doubtfire came out. That was a big summer movie. That shit was, you know, that shit was like what. That was like what Big Mama's house was. <laughs> But on an even bigger fucking level, like the, yeah, bigger, the bigger Medea. <laughs> exactly, it was like what Medea's Medea's moms. Medea. It was the you know, but uh, I never looked at him like you know as a as a as a black person like yo, this is different. We said bigger Medea. Nah, Ali just got me in a train of thought that I'm I'm not gonna explore. <laughs> what about you? Anu Nanu. Man, took it back to the Mork and Mindy day. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was introduced to him on yeah. Mork and Mindy. I, you know, um, I'm old. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Mess with you, Ali. Hey, man, it's shit. I'm, <laughs> no, old, no, I'm, no, I'm, that's I'm real. Good. I'm OG status for real, though. But I'm relevant. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, podcast is tense in a motherfucker. Nah. Yeah, we, we, we tense in here, man. Tense as motherfucker shit. This podcast got tense, man. I, I, hey, man, this, this well, it, it ain't it ain't the time to be. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be on your guard. Lucy Goosey around this motherfucker. Uh, it's gonna happen. Around. It's gonna happen. Lucy, Lucy Goosey, man. Be careful, but you know shit. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been a tough week. Robin died in a you know. It's been a, t- a tough one. So go ahead. So nano, nano. But go ahead. What was yeah, it you about? Didn't, you didn't really tell us what to expand on. Yeah. It. That's it, huh? That's all you got? I mean, I, I can't really say that I really followed Robin Williams. There you go. You know what I'm saying? And it, you shouldn't be judged see, for that. No, no. This, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm old. When I grew up, right, it wasn't a whole lot of black action on TV. You understand? So everything you was watching was, you know, Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, and you know what I'm saying? Just just cool. St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, cool, cool white culture. You know what I'm saying? And then... Hip hop came along, and you could, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't on the radio every day. It wasn't, it wasn't mainstream or nothing like that. But it it affected us to the point where we we sought that out. We sought out hearing our voices and hearing our experience and hearing hearing things just from the language that we talk. And you started to see it. And at that point, I really. I really checked out of mainstream. We had our own culture to celebrate. Yeah, I checked out of mainstream culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's weird because even when Michael Jackson died, I didn't have a big response to it because I really didn't follow Michael Jackson like that. Mm. Because it was it wasn't, you know, this is not Michael Jackson, then this is not Thriller. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was I was on the other side. You know what I mean? I was I was picture side. I was just I was just feeling the the rawness and the edginess of 
this new conversation. You know what that, I'm and that's the thing. But this is the thing that I've noticed, and I, I hear what you're saying. It was there definitely splinters off till there's different there's different cultural realms or subcultures that you could just be engulfed in and 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 be occupied with where this is going to take us going to stimulate you and this is enough you know what i mean and mm-hmm. to the point where you're kind of blind to everything else that's going on you know what i mean and almost willfully you know what i'm saying on a certain level and as i get older though i feel like because I, I feel you there was there's certain people that just aren't in my cultural purview you know what i mean like they didn't really impact me i can't think of anybody off the top of the head i actually i had one person i know like there's certain you know i always joke that there's this white famous and this black famous you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you know like so funny you know like frankie, frankie beverly frankie beverly is, right. is black famous i remember when lou reed died white folks took that shit tough b mm-hmm. and and that like dog like I, I said some slick shit on twitter and, like they was whoo they was <laughs> sick about that shit you know what i mean because that was it I, I had to think about it and i had frankie beverly died right black twitter you know especially an older segment of black twitter oh shit frankie you know what i'm saying there's I, certain people I just even, seen even, even when gerald levert died it was it, people that gerald was sick gerald levert is like a lou reed you know what i mean right. like fucking gerald levert the teddy bear you know what right. i mean like you a real deal fan right but he might but as i've gotten older though you know what i'm saying especially as i'm you know starting to, to try to uh create product and 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 content and things of that nature i i've expanded and i've i've kind of for the most part been a bit more broad but i like even make an effort to be like okay what's going on on this side here what did i miss because a lot of these motherfuckers especially a lot of people that you have to sit down with to get shit made may not know your references but they got another set of references and if they the people that can help you get some shit made maybe you could consider what their references are see how those references line up to what your references are to where now you could expand the conversation you know what i'm saying like is Definitely, but and and it's it's not even so much when you sitting down you had to sell something or you. Know I'm not even talking about just yeah. sell. I'm just talking or, about just for your own natural life, your yeah. fulfillment. Like just exp- expand past just what's what's the like right in your face. You know what I mean? Right. That's why we fall victim to the t- same ten songs on the radio because it would take so much for a motherfucker to turn the radio to another station. God forbid. There's plenty of stations on the fucking radio dial. But nigga feel like he got to listen to Hot 97 or 107, right, right, right. 105 from right. fucking sun up to sundown because that's what you've been programmed to do. Or, or you know what I'm saying, if you, if you want to hear that, that voice, that black voice, you got two stations, three stations. You know what I mean? You got the oldies, slow jams, 105 and Hot 97. You know what I'm saying? And those stations are playing the it's same the 20 songs. But at, as you, like you said, as you get older... As you as your as your experience change and as your needs change, you definitely expand your palate. By the time I I went to college, you know what I'm saying, I was not just you know stuck on the hardest core, you know what I'm saying, street music. You know what I mean? You 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 open up, you you see different things, you move different places. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at, I go to Barnes and Nobles every Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the stuff that I'm reading, it has no it has no connection to what I grew up on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But my my point of view is always influenced by where I came from and what I, you know what I'm saying, Miami streets and, you know what I'm saying, the Miami culture, you know what I mean? It's going to always be that. When I'm in, speaking of selling, when I'm selling, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, 
the character in my head has 16 gold teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the product that I'm selling is Lily Hamptons. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it's just one of those things, how to use your experience. And and being able to to make it far enough along in life to where you can you can experience your your own experience being valuable. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these guys, they they not even seeing that shit. If I make it to 25, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They're not seeing how their life experience is valued and valuable. And I'm here to tell you that it is. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think there needs to be more. It can always, never too much, but there should be more celebrating of the culture and, and things of that nature. Like, you know. There could be more to look like in the nineties. I was just thinking about this. In the nineties, there were there was damn it, like there was at least ten black movies. There was black sitcoms. There was a lot of. There was, I mean, there was there was Def Comedy Jam. There was a lot of culture. You know what I mean on television and film for uh, for black people to really get it. Way more than it is like in the last five. Mm-hmm. Five six years. Not to say, not to discount anything that's coming out, but um, you know, I think more shit needs to be developed. More shit right. needs to be put but, out there. But see, that was at the crucial point where hip hop was hitting a business stride, where most organizations felt like they needed a piece of this this new flush of money coming in. They every every record company needed a puff daddy in the building to navigate the space. Now. You know, they got that. We we understand it. We don't need Puff Daddy or none of y'all. We could, you know what I'm saying? We could do this. We got this from here. Kevin, Ke- I saw Kevin in an interview on Highland 87, actually. He made a good point. He's saying he was trying to make... Kevin black, who? Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Okay. Yeah, whatever. It's funny you said Kevin. Chocolate drop. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I met Kev the other day. He was telling me. There's only one, there's only one Kevin in the universe right now. Rashid. I said Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> exactly. Kevin <laughs> James. Go ahead, go ahead, What's up, Kevin go ahead, James? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, Kevin was talking about that on... Um, on Hot 97 interview, how he wants to, for black films to be, uh, to, for there to be more studios producing black films, the numbers got to be there. He was talking about the business part of black filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And he was saying one of his goals is for black films to be international hits. Mm-hmm. So the point where you don't even say black films anymore, it's just films. Yeah. You know, he wants to get that out the cut of the thing. So it was interesting to hear him talking about that. Like he's thinking about it strategically. Right. But even celebrated, if it ain't, even if it even isn't like uh, an international film, it's just a good ass black film that like right. it's just a good film. Like certain films aren't always international films, even right. on any side of things, but they're still seen as a good fucking film. But do you think it? But is there something interesting in calling it a black film though? Like like uh, I remember reading a biography. I think it was Richard Wright, and uh, the biography said one of the greatest African American authors. Uh-huh. And I took a step back, and I was like, "This is one of the best authors." Yeah, right. like take that out of the, it's, you know. It's a catch twenty two because it's like it's, you want to highlight it, but at the same time, yeah, you want to. It's wanna... part marketing, and it is part. It's part like you know, it's part <laughs> limiting. You right. know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yo, black people, pay attention to this. And well, it's kind of the same time, white folks, this ain't really for you. This ain't really for you. Like, so but, it's like, but I think I think that's changing. I think that that's. I mean, it, it hasn't hit mainstream yet, but if you follow, you know, what I'm saying the the underground things where things are bubbling you're starting to see black kids and white kids making content together understanding the same context they you know what i'm saying once a hashtag hits twitter everybody knows it you know what i'm saying whether they white or black you know what i mean so like if you watch vine and the, the stars of vine and all that you'll see a lot of cross-pollinization between 
young black kids and young white kids understanding the same type of joke. You know what I mean? So I think growing forward in the new ways that are, that kids and people are telling stories, that I think those lines will blur a whole lot more than they've ever done before. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's just interesting. You know, it's just an interesting time to actually be in the conversation because there are a lot of things that are bubbling that's going to change. A lot of this shit ain't going to be like it is right now. So, you know. It's such a funny thing, though, man, because, like, at the same time, to, at the same time, though, you don't want to be pandered to either, you know? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you want to be given a good story. You know what I mean? Well, you don't want to be just a, a black film and then you watch it, it like, this story is horrible. It depends. It's like if it's done well. Because you want attention, but you don't want to be panned. It's, it's almost like when, uh, who just did this recently? Um, I found myself saying, damn, dog, I can't believe I'm of the age where I respond in nostalgia marketing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but then I'm like, God damn, some of this nostalgia marketing is fucking great. Like, they they know how to do like when it's what's done the, well nostalgia marketing? nostalgia marketing is when it's built is built on your generation right mm-hmm. so when you grew Teenage up in when turtles. you grew yeah all that when you grew up in miami right mm-hmm. you know luke had a special meaning to you right so now there's a documentary on luke and it's talking about what luke did in that community and blah 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 and right. you were one of those people that lived and grew up in that era and it it, it rains it's way more fuck it feels way more special Visceral, to you yeah. like a, a like a 14 year old kid might take a passing glance on it or he'd be excited about it based on your excitement that might bring people there but it's basically targeted towards you right. you know what i'm saying when they when they re-release these uh like they re-released uh only built for cuban links and they put the purple tape in there, a purple cassette tape in there. And we don't even fuck with, you know, physical media right now. People went crazy just so they could have that purple tape again because it brought them back when they was 15, 17 years old. And they had the fucking purple tape everywhere they went. You know what I mean? Like, it was a big thing. It's certain things that they see the perceived value. In. I mean, shit, Jordan's is nostalgia marketing. But then it, what happens is... The hype and the appreciation of the people that saw Jordan play or wore the sneakers when they first came about is so palpable that these young kids is like, oh, I got to get these. These are the OG Jordans. Motherfucker, you 13 years old. You ain't never seen Jordan play, but you understand the magnitude of what you are presented with. You understand? Right. It's, right. it's just one of those things. Like it's 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 nostalgia marketing, and I'm like, ah, damn. Because Netflix is interesting, man. Like you go on Netflix, you know, Netflix Netflix is quietly doing Big Brother on you, watching what yeah. you watch. So like, it's funny. Like my lady and I, we, we on Netflix, and they'll be like, if you like this, and it's a whole stream of yeah. just black films. You know what I mean? And it's like some of them are pretty bad. It's like, damn yeah. dog, I get it, it's black film, but at least give me some good. Some of them white films is bad. Some of them Netflix films is bad. But it's like, yo, you watch something similar. So you like you, this. You this look like you I, like this type of shit. If you digi- ate that, you probably the digital eat this. ghetto is is harder than the real one. Yeah, you're the they, first one to really put because me that. they will lock you into a, a a space and not let you out. You know what I'm saying? Not let you see what else is going on. You know what I mean? Well, Netflix tried to ask me. You know, they had my girl up. Like, hey, would you like to add another profile? Mm-hmm. Basically, add my profile to her her her, her list. Mm-hmm. So now they can have her profile plus mine, and they're aggregating data on me. Well, what she like, what he likes. Right now, I keep them confused. They don't, they don't know what we like. There'd be a stand-up special. There'd be a movie on, uh, you know, some other joint. You think you confusing them? 
I'm getting them. They, 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 they don't know we watch it. True to the algorithm. They they know now. They the numbers they, don't, they, the numbers they ain't got me, Ali. They ain't the got numbers me. don't lie. You think he different. They ain't Look got at me this mother. They laughing at your algorithm. No, this motherfucker <laughs> rock. Look at this. They ain't got me yet. He watched Good Hair, then he watched the Doug Stanhope fucking stand up. <laughs> On a quick side note for tech, man, did you guys notice this Facebook Messenger situation? I don't really rock. I heard I heard yeah, I heard they trying to nobody fucking with that shit. I don't the thing with Facebook is this is what I don't I heard fuck some shady about. stuff about you this. Don't, you don't like Facebook. No I way. don't like. This is the real reason besides the the intimacy portion. This is what I don't like about Facebook more than any other. But Facebook don't give a fuck if you are down with the new technology or not. They are forcing that shit on you. Oh, we don't care if you like how your timeline. We gonna change it anyway. We don't care if you you opted in already. And we the default care. and the default is always the the the, the ch- getting in on your privacy. That's always the default. You gotta go in and change that. Yeah, yeah, you got. They got you, and they got you to the point where if you shut down your Facebook, that shit is still live for at least six months. <laughs> they got you, man. I don't like feeling like they got me, well, but they got. They me. got you. Twitter got you. I'm in, all right in, with Twitter. Instagram Twitter don't got that Facebook. much. Instagram, you know, yeah, Instagram. Instagram is <laughs> lined up with Facebook. They, they, they is. Yeah. They Facebook. So you, you got. Yeah, I guess so. You locked in until your digital ghetto. I try, to, I try to, I try to get in the. Yo, world. Hey, are you guys like me? I, I keep a tape on my webcam on my computer. Nah, I don't go that I mean, far. Sometimes. You do? I, yeah. You get, sometimes uh, you put the tape on. Uh, yeah, my wife fall know. through the office uh, or something. Uh, now, you know what I'm saying? I could hide the love. You know what I mean? I'd be forgetting all about that <laughs> shit. They got all types of fucking weird shit. Me, yeah. Listen, if they, if the NSA wanted to put a, a one man sex tape out based on the shit. <laughs> That they seen on my laptop, they got me. Because I heard a rumor that this new Facebook app has permission in your program to actually use your uh, webcam without. Your I permission. mean, a, a lot of a lot of these apps do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, but who reads the fine print? We all, all right, just, just jump right just in. Want the new update? You can't. You do can, it for the fine. Yeah. I ain't gonna do it. Yo, speaking <laughs> of, but before we go, I want to just shout out. I watched uh, Power. On stars, have either one of y'all seen Power, Power? on Stars? What's that? That's the Fifty Cent joint. Well, yeah, just exactly. I want to give a shout out to Damian Levin for still having cable. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. You still got cable, Lee? I got Direct TV. Oh, okay. I cut what, the what I cut the cord. What I got, got I got Apple TV, man. You watch a lot the of people internet. doing that. A lot I of cut the cord. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been off the cord now for like a good year and a half. Where? They, they don't I know me, it. Ali. They don't got I, me. I did it before. <laughs> I did it before. I went. I mean, I've gone three years without nothing. Learn how to download. Dog, I could do it if need be, but I don't mind paying for it if I could afford it. And I'll be honest with you, I came across Power. I saw an episode one day and I looked at it, I was like, ah, this is some bullshit. And then uh, I started seeing, you know, people, the reviews started, you know, like, yo, nah, it's good, it's good. So I uh, I just basically sat down and I binge watched like fucking was the, good? the whole shit. It's good. It's got its points. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's one of those things where... You what? It's entertaining. It's entertaining <laughs> in a month. I told you, shit got everything you want to see. You know what I mean? It got it got women. It got guns. It got drugs. It's got, it's got the glorification it's of got, crime. It's got glorification of crime. It's sexy. Got a, it's yeah. Sexy, motherfuckers sexy. in jail. You know, it's everything that you want to see. Clubs. No, nope. I ain't see strip club. Oh, okay. I ain't see strip club, but it's. It's a, but then it's got Who greenlighted that shit? But then I don't I know about bad, all that. I feel bad, man, because I feel like we were adding, adding, adding. And I was like, strip clubs. He was like, nah. But nah. then they uh, they also got a... Uh, they had some interesting... The second to last episode, I don't know if they got a different writer on that one, but that was some of the most pointed writing. And 
and some different shit that I haven't seen on a show like that, writing-wise. I thought it was dope. But overall, man, it's just some fun shit. It's kind of in the same vein as like Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. where you just you just watching just because they just it's some live shit. Right. You know what I mean? They got some, <laughs> you become invested in the characters. You know what I'm saying? They got the kid Tommy, who's the wild. You know what I mean? The wild gangster white boy. Then you got a uh, ghost, and you know what I mean. Like it, it's a good one, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put y'all on. If you don't, if you watch, if you watch uh, Power, hit us. Let us know what you think, man. Uh, either hit us on the Twitter, or uh, hit us on the SoundCloud, or wherever else you get us at. You know, just, just don't hit us on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, don't do that because that shit is not as attended. I saw. Um all right, we gotta get out. Good. I saw, I saw the Nick. You seen the Nick? The new show on a uh, Cinemax. Nah, the Nick? I heard about it. I can't real good it. show, man. Real good show. Check that out. The Nick. The Nick. The Nick is real good. Right. The Nick is official. You got anything you want to put in the world there? Nah. All right. Oh. <laughs> well, we gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we gonna get out of here. Uh, Yo, uh, listen, Vlad. Where can they find you? What's going uh, on? I got a little thing I'm dropping. I think Thursday or Friday, a little sketch I did. I'm dropping that this week. Um, I put it out. You can check it out at laughingvlad.com, and everything is up to my shows, all that other stuff. All right. Muhammad. Ah man, you know, still on the Instagram and the Twitter. I'm dropping that mis- at MrMuhammad.com soon though. Uh-huh. So is there going to be a, a, a bitly for that? Because I feel like people are going to misspell Muhammad. They're going to be. Hey checking. man, that ain't my problem. Okay, huh? all right, just make sure. Yeah. You know what I'm is, it, is it how many M's? How many M's <laughs> are in this damn thing? See, that's a, see, you know, you can't worry about how people you perceive your name and okay. the spelling of it. <laughs> <laughs> is there a dot? Is it Mr. Dot Muhammad? I'm yeah, sorry, Mr. Muhammad. Figure that shit out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 10th episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, y'all can find me. I'm doing uh I'm at Subculture on August 22nd. Please come out to that one. It's going to be a good one. Uh everything else, man. I'm DamianLemon.com, D Lemon Comedy everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Shout out to my man Will Silvins. He was just in here a little earlier. He's got the uh the Shortcuts Film Festival, I believe it's right. the 19th and the 20th. I, I told him about you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It's been going on for the last few years, and it's, it's definitely a, a, a good festival, a uh, great place to get involved. I think it's uh, just check it out. Go online, um, NBC Shortcuts Film Festival. And, and um, SoundCloud. You can... Yeah, again, subscribe, follow us, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, and we're on SoundCloud. Either follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate. Review, you and know what I mean? Let us know you out there. Hit us on Twitter. You know what I mean? Follow up with some of these topics. I know this one was a heavy one. Tense. But um, yeah, man. Hashtag. Uh, we need a new hashtag because in the conversation, ITC is a little ambiguous. Bird. Maybe we just do a hashtag for each episode. Maybe the hashtag for this we one need, is tense. We need something consistent, man. We need a collective hashtag. But yo, if we y'all got a good hashtag, send some suggestions to uh, in the conversation. And we're on the Facebook, got the Facebook fan page yeah, and face, the Tumblr. Facebook messages. Ah. <laughs> stay, stay on the Facebook, man. We put all types of shit that you know that uh, brings these uh, conversations all the way around. Yeah, and we gone later. Peace.